Okay, Rooker. Rookie roulette time. Uh, this week, or last week, we had Jordan Hawkins. This week, the wheel gave us Victor Wembanyama, the first overall pick to the San Antonio Spurs. He was first on our uh, first and final big board, uh, first all year on our collective big boards, um, currently averaging 20.6 points, 10.1 rebounds, 3.1 assists, 3.2 blocks, 1.1 steals on 46.5, 30.180.9 shooting splits. Um, I have a million more numbers. I'll, tr- I'll, I'll try to weave them in a little more seamlessly this time um, instead of just giving you a lecture. So where do you want to start with Victor? Um, I don't know where to start. He's been awesome. He's been fantastic. This type of production for a rookie is sensational. Um, shout out to all my Thunder faithful. I love Chet Holmgren. Victor's going to win rookie of the year. What he's doing right now is absurd. Um, he, you know, it's not that Chet isn't sensational, but Victor's going to have a media rampage going with him. He's going to have a lot of fans in that circle. We all know how this goes. And he, everyone's going to be playing the card of like his stats are going to speak, vo- whatever, who cares? They're both great. I, I think Victor though, like right now he's his last 10 games, he's had 20 points in every single or 20 or more points in every single game. He's averaging 24.9 over that stretch with 9.7 rebounds, three assists, 3.3 blocks. Absurd. Um, turnovers. I'd like to see go down a little bit, but also I understand rookie trying to get some stuff going. I was watching his tape this morning and you're just like laughing because of some of the buckets he makes. Like he had yeah. a lefty hook against um, Jonathan Isaac that I was just like, you can't stop that. Like it, it was just Jonathan Isaac's a long, huge individual. He couldn't even get close to him. Like I was just like, okay, got to tip your hat and get to the next play. I like that. He seems throughout the year. He's taking at, what the defense gives him sometimes. Like he gets the ball sometimes on the elbow and it's just like, all right, wide open elbow jumper. Like I think that's smart with his game. Um, He looks great. Metcalf. I I know everyone's talking about, you know, the Spurs need a point guard and stuff. I think this year, just letting Victor run, getting his full season under his belt to, to work on stuff. He's going to be a special talent. He already is. He's going to be a special legit player. Like I think he's just, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I it's it, it's it, delivered it, on the hype. It it's sure. come to fruition almost immediately. Um and that's really 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 rare. And I I I know the Spurs are just brutal right now. Um but I I don't think that's going to last for much longer. And a big reason why is because of him, obviously. And he's living just up to the hype. Uh, one of the numbers that really stood out to me the most was on the season, the Spurs net rating with him on the floor is negative 5.6. Not good. Um, over the last 15 games, it's a positive 5.1. They're really starting to figure things out. He's really starting to figure things out. And the offense is still a bit of a slog given what that team is um, given that he's, you know, not the lethal shooter that he was necessarily uh, billed as. And I I think we were kind of skeptical coming into his career that he wasn't going to be this lights out shooter, but the defensive numbers for him right now are absolutely 
ridiculous. So I mean, he currently has a block rate of 5.4, which is 98th percentile, a 1.7 steal rate, 84th percentile. And he's only he only has a foul rate of 3%, which is in the 83rd percentile. So he's doing all of this while also rarely fouling. On top of that, defensive rebounding rate of 26.2, 95th percentile. Their defensive rating is 9.6 lower with him on the court than when he's um, off the court. Casual 96th percentile. Uh, opponents are shooting. They have an effective field goal rate that is 2.4% lower uh, with him on than off. They're shooting um, 1.6 lower at the rim. It's just he's affecting shot decisions. He's affecting shot accuracy, ball security, all of it. His defense has been absolutely absurd. Um, I was trying to find a stat I talked about earlier in the year. Um, in the last 30 years, here's players to win rookie of the year and average north of 20 points per game. This is a pretty fun list for everyone. Allen Iverson. Tim Duncan, Elton Brand, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Tyreek Evans, shout out Tyreek, Blake Griffin, Luca, Paul Bencaro. It's a pretty damn good list. Um, so uh, just saying, like you you go back and see. I'm trying to okay. I'm, I'm making sure I don't leave anyone because I literally went back and was looking at everyone. Um. I think I'm right. Yeah. John Morant was 17. It's just a freakish names. And I think Victor is going to be on that path. <laughs> He's a bad man right now. And it, I think what you're pointing at is, is so important for fans to realize with teams like this during the rookie years, like Victor is, he's going to keep producing, but if he can get that efficiency and start and the team starts figuring out how to get the best out of, of Victor, Mm-hmm. and how he understands the play with them, then that's when you can all of a sudden carry that momentum into an offseason of being like, all right, we're ready to go now and take another step and get serious about trying to get in the playoffs and make some noise. Like, you know, it's going to be fascinating to see what direction they go in if they have one of those top picks. But I, I think they're going to be, If I mean, they should just take Richie and, start the French <laughs> revolution. And, but that's a guy like I could see everyone being like, they have to take a point guard and they add someone like Zach. And now you got size and floor spacing. And then you go get a, a smart point guard in the off season, like free agent or trademark, whatever. They're not far. You got to yeah. get the when you're rebuilding, you got to get the, the superstar. You found it. Now you have the pieces and everyone else gets better because of him. They're not far. I, I really think he's been outstanding this year. Yeah, and you you kind of, you mentioned the lack of scoring efficiency, um, and that's you know a, a problem right now. Um, but he also has a usage rate of thirty, which is in the ninety seventh percentile. So they're letting him experiment. They're letting him play through his warts and uh, learn by failing. Um, the 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 outside shot is really the only thing that's bringing down that scoring efficiency because he's shooting 74% at the rim. And it's, you know, obviously he can basically dunk it from the free throw line just by extending his arm, but they can even just throw up lobs anywhere in the vicinity of the rim. And he just has this touch where he can just barely deflect it and tip it in at just absurd angles. Um, It's been, it's been a lot of fun. You mentioned the point guard. So 
I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the the, the difference with and without Trey Jones. Yeah. So, and the, this is going to make it seem like Trey Jones is the greatest point guard who has ever played. Uh, solid player, not quite that. It's just more of a testament to that teams need someone who knows how to run an offense who can set people up and in the best positions and just kind of keep the ball moving and do the right thing um so when victor and trey jones are on the court the spurs have a net rating of 5.9 very good uh when victor is on and trey is off they have a net rating of minus 17 very big number (laughs) (laughs) Very big number. That's um, rough. Yeah, um, it's rough. So, you know, I, I, I'm glad that they're kind of abandoning ship on this whole um, point Sohan experiment. They at know least, what they're doing. At, at least they as know a starter. what they're doing. At least as a starter. Um, so, yeah, I, they, they, they're well aware of how to build a championship team. So they're also well aware of where how good they're supposed to be this year and what they're trying to do. Yes. I, I'm not questioning the Spurs ability right now. No, they're going to no. be fine They're. I think they got to let those guys all get as much playing time as they can together. Popovich is going to have a very good, this has probably been a very good year for him coaching and getting all those guys to buy in because they're, they're looking at Victor and what he's doing. I mean, he's playing up those ridiculous numbers and not a high amount. I mean, isn't the minutes down too? like it's 28.6 minutes. He's averaging 20 and 10. With 3.2 blocks, so I think they're trying to be smart with them because we talked about last year. They have a very favorable schedule for Victor last year when it came to time off between games sometimes. I think they're just being smart, and he's looked fantastic. But I think everyone's going to be like, well, what are you talking about, his efficiency? Yeah, he's, he needs to get more efficient. He has some of these nights where he is efficient, and it's we look up and like, oh, my gosh, look at the box score. But I think he's just figuring stuff out. you got to let him experiment figure and, out what's his go-to stuff. And I'm not really worried about the outside shot at all. No. Um, because he, it, his misses aren't bad misses. They're soft. You know, they're soft off the rim. They just rim out. You know, they're, they're close. His mechanics are consistent. He has really good touch. So it's not like he's just sailing it or clanking it off the side of the backboard or completely missing the rim. Um, they're close. And I think in a couple of years, he's probably, I, I don't think he's ever necessarily going to be 40 plus percent, but in that 36 ish, 38 range, I think that's more than enough. And then once he's doing that, it's, it's game over. Um, all right. So I'm right there with, I'm just one more thing to say yeah. about that. <clears throat> I'm right there with you. And I, I think the big thing for me is like, if he gets to a game where like he's going three for 10 from downtown, it'd be, if I was Popovich, I'd be like, Victor, get in, get in the damn lane. Like, come on, like, go, I get it. What you want to make, but that. he he doesn't need. Yeah, he he doesn't need to be a high volume three point shooter. He needs to be a guy that's kicking ass in the lane, and then it's like, oh, you're gonna play off of me. I'm gonna go three for five from downtown, and you know, he he is his highest lately. Like he's getting up to like eight or seven some nights, but you know. I don't think he's going to be a guy that just lives out there. I think he's understanding like, no, and his size shooting even 30% from three. is just like, Ooh, my goodness. So sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but then even when he's in the post or on the elbow, that just creates more playmaking opportunities from him too. And you know, that the consistency there hasn't been there. Um, 
the accuracy and the ball security with him. The handle is super loose because he's seven four with a eight foot wingspan. So of course it is. Um, but that that's kind of the biggest hole outside of the three point shot in his game right now. The defense is damn near as impactful as it possibly can be. The at rim finishing is about as good as you could ever imagine. It's that outside shot, which I think is going to get to at least league average um, by the you know in the next couple of years. But once he really unlocks that playmaking consistency, because he's starting to show flashes of the vision, um, it's just that accuracy. It's that ability to consistently put the ball where it needs to be for shooters and cutters. That's not quite there. And that, that that's a carryover from what he was doing with um, the Metropolitans last year, where we get flashes. And when it would pop up in the highlight film, it looked incredible. That consistency just wasn't there, but we're we're starting to see it slowly come along. And once it does, it's going to unlock a whole new dimension for that offense. Yeah, when they, I mean, me and you talked about wanting to see in the beginning of last year, we were like, this looks like a big guy that wants to be a small forward and float on the perimeter. And we were both saying, like, everyone can go look it up. We weren't being crazy, but we were like, we need to see him in the mid range. He's seven five and is an alien and deserves to be around the basket. Then he went and kicked the crap out of everyone in the ignite and was doing <laughs> like, everything we oh, wanted to see. And I was like, Oh great. There we go. But <laughs> now I'm seeing more understanding of that where he's like, I got an elbow jumper. Like, why am I making this difficult? Let me just hit this and get into his spots a little bit in the mid range. And you know, the mid range is not dead. And I hate when people say that. And he's also showing some creativity around the basket. Like there's a good understanding. And, and I think when he continues to get reps and things continue to slow down, then we're going to get that playmaking. Like you're saying at a more consistent level, we're like probably going to give him the ball on the elbow and run sets where we're going to be like, right. oh my goodness. Like if all of a sudden they're getting a high low with Victor, I'm going to be like, Holy crap. You know? So it's going to be very creative when they start adding some, some more pieces to the puzzle. Um, okay. Award debate. Um, Rookie of the year, Hammer Chat. Does he win any others if not the rookie of the year? It, are are you thinking all defense, all NBA? Uh, obviously, all rookie. I think is locked up already. But is there anything else that he could possibly be in the running for besides rookie? I mean, I'm not. I mean, it's it, is the award thing for that stuff too. Like the stupid cut off oh well i don't even know if he's gonna make whatever i i don't want to project if it's not gonna be we're just gonna he deserves to if he's averaging three blocks a game he deserves to be on one of those all defense teams am i crazy no three, he's averaging 3.2 blocks a game i i i'm i'm aware <laughs> i'm but i'm just saying like uh, he's first in the league in blocks yeah so what well, I, I you can't i don't care if he's a rookie he's Three point two blocks a game, but if he all of a sudden plays like sixty games, I'm gonna be like, this stupid <laughs> thing is dumb. Um, uh, what do you think? I think he's gonna win. I think he's going to and should win Rookie of the Year. Um, that he's not, going to win Rookie of the Year. I think he should. And too. I was months ago. I was saying Chet was does was clear Rookie of the Year, but right now, what Victor is doing. And Chet's awesome, guys. I yeah. I don't call everyone. Calm down. Chet is awesome. Victor's on a war path right now, with and he's gonna have the numbers. He's gonna have the media, and everyone can underestimate how much the media pushes that vote. So you know, 
Just give him co no <laughs> co rookie of the years. No, Victor's gonna win rookie of the year if he keeps this up. Yeah, just because the 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 volume, the role, the demand from him is so much greater than it is with Chet. Uh Chet Chet's been incredible. I'm not this isn't a slander Chet segment. It's just what Victor's doing. And if he continues this through the end of the year, it's gonna be something we've really never seen from that position. Um I think he's gonna get an all NBA defense shout too, just because all defense or all NBA. All defense. I, I think, think all defense. I, I think it's going to get all defense. I, they, they're not going to give someone all NBA with that record. No. Someone's going to vote for him. And I Someone want to know the names. <laughs> I, 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 wanna, I love when they public blast him because I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he should be he should be getting all defensive stuff. All NBA would be psychotic. And yes. I know the numbers. I know how awesome they are. And he's he's going to get there. But you time. can't. You have to wait. Give me an all NBA guy with potentially the second overall pick. Like it, it, it'd be like putting Cade Cunningham in all NBA team right now. Shout out. Sorry, Pistons for the low blow, but like it, it would go, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> they barely won 10 games. We're making a guy on the, I can't do it. Unless yeah. Cade was averaging like 40 a game. Then I'd be like, yeah, maybe we could bend it a little bit. <laughs> um, no, okay, watch. he's so- going to be like all NBA first team. We're like, what the? <laughs> All right. So, so last thing before we wrap up this episode, is there anything that we can take? I, I feel like I know the answer, but is there anything that we can take from Victor's rookie year and how he's kind of gone from being a prospect to now a pro and apply it to this class and learn from it? That's a heavy question. Obviously, there isn't a Victor Wembanyama in this draft because there's never been a Victor Wembanyama in a draft. Um, but are there any lessons that we can learn? I mean, yeah, there's always a lesson we can learn, but um, the thing I, I, I think the biggest thing with Victor is we saw how quickly things can start falling into place from his talent. Like everyone forgets this was a, a guy that was battling injuries for I think like three or four straight years. He was just kind of an injury bug where everything was starting to get like, Oh boy, like is Victor going to be this injury plagued prospect that, you know, then he finally got his body on the right path and had a healthy season. And, you know, I think we're learning. Okay. Well, here we go. Metcalf. I think we're learning something about a different situation is everything in this class. And we saw it with Victor. Victor was playing with Asbel, was getting limited minutes, goes to Metropolitans. They let him have free reign and we're like, holy crap. Someone else in this class was playing with Asbel before. Now he's playing with JL Borg and Zachary Richiche and he looks fantastic. So I do think it's a, it's a loud echo that everyone has to remember. Situation is everything. Sometimes a new place can just unlock confidence and you know i i think that was really important last year for victor with the new team him the he got to show a lot of stuff that why does this keep happening when i'm (laughs) 
I'm talking perfectly and then I like get excited about a point I made and then it just starts doing it. And you, when did I lose? Yeah. I, I, I got most of it. I'm just saying it's, it, I think we're situations, everything. Victor was a perfect example of that last year. Risha Shea this year. So um, with those raw bigs, raw international guys that are still very young, it can just click out of nowhere. And I know Risha Shea yeah. is not a big, but it can just start clicking and things can get different. Maybe SARS in that conversation of where, you know, all of a sudden things can really start cooking. We don't know. What Love did you it. think? Um, no, I, 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 th- I, th- I think that's a good one. Um, and, you know, we, we kind, kind of touched on that a little bit too with like Dalton um, and transferring from Northern Colorado to Tennessee because he wanted to be challenged and improve as a defender. And, you know, he's still not a good defender necessarily, but he's working at it and he's going along and the offensive stuff is translated seamlessly. So I, I, I think that's a really good one. I, th- I think another one is that NBA, these NBA teams, especially the bad ones, can't be afraid of playing these guys when they're young and letting them play through their mistakes because there's not a better way for these guys to learn than to play. Um, it's different. You, you can't learn what you do in a live game in an empty gym, in practice, and in shoot around, and by yourself with your own personal trainer. You have to go play, and that's you know relevant for young kids growing up too. Go play. Um, so you know, and you know, you we kind of look at a guy like Jaden Ivy who has not been afforded that leash and that mindset uh, this year, and it's been a bit of a struggle. Now the Pistons are kind of letting him take some more on-ball reps, and we're seeing the payoff. So I, I, I think it's just don't be aware of what your team is. Be aware if you're going to suck, that's okay. Let your guys that you're spending a top three pick on that you're viewing as a franchise cornerstone and a building block, let them go learn and go screw up and figure out their errors early on. So then once you're in the point where you're hoping for playoff success, they're not seeing stuff for the first time and out of position. So 